what I just said for the record. <laughs> Sweeney Todd is one of the best musicals that have been made that has been made in the last 50 years. Fuck Tim Burton for ruining it. I said it. <sighs> <laughs> it's also a moment of silence for what Tim Burton did to Memorial this. Memorial <laughs> Day. Like, let us all mourn the movie that could have been if he had cast, I don't know, singers? Anyone who wasn't named Johnny Depp? Singers? <laughs> For a musical, you think you might want one or two people who could actually sing. No, let's put two people who cannot sing in the two major roles. I'm done. No, anyway. I'm not done. You're going to hear about it. You're going to keep hearing about it. Oh my God, how much you're going to hear about it. But... In the meantime, hello, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> This has been another episode. (laughs) What if we just make that the whole episode? We're like, this one's going to be three minutes long, (laughs) and it's just a windy rant about Tim Burton. Fuck Tim Burton, (laughs) that is all. Thank you, good night. Thank you, good night. Fuck Tim Burton, way to ruin a musical. No, uh, as you said, hello, listeners. (laughs) Welcome to Real Education, (laughs) the The musical. musical. And we are going to watch... Sweeney Todd. Sweeney Todd. The Demon Barber of Fleet Street. But, specifically, because you guys have seen the Tim Burton. We have. Yes. Okay. They have not, however, seen... We've never seen any stage version of it. And I happen to, of course I do. Of course you do. Have the stage, the uh, recording of the stage version that has Angela Lansbury, who originated the role of Mrs. Lovett, and George Hearn, who didn't originate the role of Sweeney, but honestly, I think he does a better job than Lynn Carew. Um, and that's, I of course have a recording of the, the original soundtrack with Lynn Carew's performance vocally. I think George Hearn does some things better, but six, one half dozen, the other, the point is way fucking better than Johnny goddamn Depp. <laughs> so, um, also. Wendy has feelings, which you, we will get more into. Also the complete Wendy music, feelings? the complete <laughs> musical, um, oh, also not Sasha Baron Cohen. Um, so, uh. Yeah, you guys are actually going to see Sweeney Todd instead of whatever that movie was. And, oh, so... So tell me, what do you know about Sweeney Todd? I know the Tim Burton movie. Uh, I know that there's... He's a barber who kills people and she makes meat pies out of their bodies. Mm-hmm. Okay. And there's other plot lines, but I haven't seen that movie since... Well, I saw it when it came out and haven't seen it since, so... Uh, what he said, I saw it one time, uh, never considered going back to it, and know only what I saw in that film. Excellent, excellent. I'm excited to show you something that will make you excited about one of my favorite musicals. Because, yeah, um, and I mean, I guess, I guess I could save all of the other stuff till after when you've seen it. Um, so, listeners, this one is harder to get ho- a hold of. I was going to ask, like, how, if somebody wanted to watch it... Um, you should be able to actually find it for purchase, not necessarily for rent. Like, um, we have an, a, a digital copy that we purchased, I think, off of iTunes or something like that. So it's, um, or it might be Amazon. Like, you can find it. You can find it on Amazon to purchase a DVD. Um, but you're probably not going to find it on a streaming service to just rent, just FYI. Uh, however, it is worth it. It is very, very much worth it for you to make the effort to track this down because this is the actual 
production that like started everything that made everybody go crazy this was the hamilton of its time this was a game changer this this musical was considered um sondheim's masterpiece like um it's sondheim did something with this that was very new and very different and you should definitely see this version like if you're like well but i've seen the the tim burton no you still really haven't seen the musical um so with that said, we are going to pause at this point. We're going to go watch it so that Minnie and Mike can see... See in about two and a half hours. See the actual musical. Through the magic of technology, it'll only seem like seconds. <laughs> <laughs> you can get it for 10 bucks on Amazon. A DVD. So go buy it and pause this until you have received it and watched it. Yeah. All four of you listening. No, I'm sure it'll be at least 10. All right, see you in a bit. Sweeney Todd, the demon barber of Fleet Street, the new Stephen Sondheim Errol Prince musical thriller starring Angela Lansbury. And Len Carey. What happened then? Well, that's the play, and he wouldn't want us to give it away. Not Sweeney. Not Sweeney Todd, the demon barber of Fleet Street. Fleet Street. This is a show that musical theater nerds love to do. Anytime anybody gets to do Sweeney Todd, they're super happy. Even if it's just sing the ballad of Sweeney Todd, people are just like, yay, I get to sing the ballad of Sweeney Todd. Because it's such a great song. I just want to be one of the guys out there turning all the sets. Like, yeah, that's those guys fun. are the real stars. Like, that's just fucking crazy. moving. And they're yeah. singing while they're doing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like... Ah, oh, it's great. It's great set design. And it's one of the great crimes of the movie is that the Ballad of Sweeney Todd is not in it. It's well, not? Not at all. That's I, guess, yeah. I mean, I don't remember very much about the movie. Except um, there's certain songs, obviously. It might be his background, but it's not in there. And it's, I mean, because it's too theatrical. That's, they had... But like... I mean, I can see why people... kind of the thing of the movie, it, or of the play, I it mean. It ties the whole play together. And the tale of Sweeney Todd. It's yeah, the constant it really theme that you come back to. Of, yeah. You know, let's talk about Sweeney. Let's talk about the kind of man he was. I was going to say, I could see why theater nerds would, would love to be able to sing it. Because, I mean, that's what the movie was missing. Is that, <laughs> you know, good singing performers. <laughs> so, yeah. like. And also the, Angela Lansbury. And that. <laughs> Yeah, Angela Lansbury, like, that's, it, like, when Holy you shit. watch <laughs> these two do the roles, you're like, it is insulting having to watch Helena Bonham Carter and Johnny Depp. It's just insulting. I mean, and Stephen Sondheim known... signed off on it. He heard them sing and was like, yeah, that's fine. And I'm like, <laughs> were you on cocaine, Stephen? <laughs> what the fuck you were saying? Well, I was saying, having not ever seen this or even known about it prior, like, it's still insulting that the other yeah. one was made. So. <laughs> like, um, well, it's it's a common rant of mine, like, the idea that if you can sing along with the radio, that you're a good enough singer to deliver music like that. Um, that you can, that somebody who isn't fully trained can wring the emotion 
out of a mm. piece of music when your voice isn't trained. It's like, no. When you watch George Hearn do Epiphany, like... Or the other guy do, uh... I feel you, Joanna. A song that is so simple, and yet when it's sung, He's so good. <laughs> when, it's, when you've got full command of your instrument, it also yeah. means that your performance... Get so much more depth because you're fully you can do so much more instead of being limited to like just the primary colors you've got the full palette right yeah and it it gives you the confidence to just be able to stand there and sing a song and do something with it that people are like yeah you're singing three notes and I'm still fully on board with just wow you're amazing and like and George Hearn singing Epiphany just he said he gives me the creeps he's really good like, you watch yeah. a man lose his mind on stage, and you're just like, whoa, shit. It also helps. He has just such a booming voice. Sweetie. Mm-hmm. Like. Yeah, it's, like, perfect for that. His range is obviously very different from Johnny Depp's, uh, which is part of why this works, and that doesn't. But he's just, he, he booms from, like, the moment he's on stage and just, like, kind of commands everything. And having his just, like, real deep resonating voice... W- Against Angela Lansbury, who's just real high and flitty and like always going, but like there's this dark undercurrent to her, but still is just she. I mean, she's amazing. She's obviously the best part of the whole thing, but she's like kind of, like the contrast between the two of them is just like perfect. Well, and um, and the comedy. You miss the comedy in the movie. She's yeah. in the movie. so funny. She's so funny, and that's actually what makes the character work because Sweeney's a murderer. But Mrs. Lovett is a monster. Yeah. Yeah. Because she <laughs> she's the true, like, sociopath who's like, oh, well, yeah, like, oh, hey, you're back. I always kind of wanted you. Yeah, technically your wife's still alive. Whatever. Oh, by it's the no way, spoilers. Deal. What happened then? Well, that's the play, and he wouldn't want us to give it away. Um, yeah. Because I remember <laughs> the first time I ever watched this, and I had managed to never, like, Nobody had spoiled it. I didn't know the last. I, I didn't remember the last reveal of Lucy. Uh, obviously, as soon as she was on the ground, I was like, "Well, that's who it's going to be." But like, I just like the fact that <laughs> she walks up and he's like, "There's a dead body in there." Uh, to to Angela Lansbury, and she's like, "Yep, cool." Um, what do we do about it? Not like, <laughs> yeah. never once is she like, I'm going to go to the police. I'm going to turn you in. Like, she is immediately like, how do we do something with this? I'm on board. Yeah. <laughs> What's when, next? When, when he kills Pirelli. Yeah. And he, he's, she's like, what did you do? Well, he was going to blackmail me. Oh, well, that's all right. I thought you were crazy. (laughs) I thought you were crazy, but that makes sense to me. (laughs) It's just like, oh, my God, this woman is amazing. Oh, and, like, the lyrics are so sharp. And, like, there's so much wit and cleverness and wordplay in the lyrics that is so great. But there's also just, um, like, I love the Ballad of Sweeney Todd in all its iterations because it gives you little hints about his character and just mm-hmm. makes it better. You're like, well, he seldom laughed, but he often smiled. Like, if you, even if you had no idea how to play the role, if you just listened to the Ballad of Sweeney Todd, you'd be like, I get it now. I know right. what to do. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I got this. I get it. Well, going back to George Hearn for a second, I mean, I think what you were saying about how the uh, he plays like he plays off of Angela Lansbury, but. Also, just like how booming his voice is and how much emotion is in it, 
but how like stoic and like unexpressive his face can be is what makes him so kind of terrifying. Well, and it's what that Johnny makeup, Depp was... That makeup is yeah. so good on him, The makeup him does too. a lot of it, but I mean, just the fact like, that you, like, you can hear it in his voice, but not see it on his face. Yeah. Well, I think oh. that's what Johnny Depp was trying to do, sure. except jo- Johnny Depp just had a completely flat affect. Right. George Hearn, he's not responding, but it's the kind of not responding where you're like, uh-oh, that is a ticking time yeah. bomb. <laughs> yeah. You're going to murder me. Like, it's so, somebody's going down, and yeah. I'm hoping it's the guy next to me. Right. Like, if nothing else, I hope I run faster than you. Right. <laughs> um, okay, so we should, uh, we just launched in this. Angela Lansbury's Mrs. Lovett, which is the role that Helena Bonham Carter played. Um, quotes. Air quotes. George Hearn is Sweeney Todd, which is the role Johnny Depp attempted to try. Um, and then, like, the th- sad thing is they took complete unknowns for Anthony and Joanna, um, and they're just completely forgettable in the movie. Where and like you were saying, like the Anthony in this, like the Joanna's voice, I'm not a fan of, but that's yeah. how it was played at the time for reasons. But for when, reasons. But when Anthony sings, you're just like, oh. Who, who was that? I mean, um, I don't even know. Uh, like, it does. His name is Chris Gronendahl. Sure. Okay. Sure. We well, um, killed it. Only because I just happen to be looking at it now because I'm trying to match them up with who was who in the Well, movie. and it's interesting. This is actually the Turing Company. And they filmed this in, La- in their Los Angeles performance because the original on Broadway, it was Lynn Carew, as I said, who played who played Sweeney Todd, although it was Angela Lansbury. Like, Angela Lansbury went on fucking tour. Like, can you imagine getting to see Angela uh, Lansbury? Oh, my like, God. Yeah. Just looking through all these people that have played Nellie Lovett, though, like... Christine Baranski, uh-huh. of course, Patty Lapone, of course, Patty Lapone, uh, I don't know, Kerner, Imelda Staunton, <laughs> yes, uh, Emma Thompson. Imelda Staunton wanted the role in the film, but no, they gave it to Helena. Imelda Staunton would have been so good. Yes, yes she would have. Uh, what's her name? Mary Potter. Oh yeah, yeah. That's, she's, that's uh, what I think of her as all the time. Um, the, the little toad teacher, Pink. Yes. Um, uh, I hate her. I can never think... Why am I struggling <laughs> it's here? It's okay. It's fine. Everybody knows. Everybody it's knows. late. <laughs> the little pink toad teacher. Uh, Dr. Umbridge. Umbridge. Dolores Umbridge. Dolores yeah. Umbridge. Oh, she would have been great. She'd have been so good. But still no Angela Lansbury. Um, so if you haven't seen the show, the basic plot is Sweeney Todd uh, was a barber who was wrongly convicted and sent off to Australia because the judge who convicted him wanted his wife. And once he was out of the way, he raped the wife and uh, took the daughter as his ward. Um, Sweeney comes back 20 years later, um, bent on revenge in disguise as uh, as Sweeney Todd, where he, before he'd been Benjamin Barker. And he goes seeking out where his family was, runs into Mrs. Lovett, who has the pie shop below his old apartment. And she tells him, well, this is what happened to her. She was raped. She took poison. And he's like, oh, no, yeah, and Joanna's the ward of the judge. Oh, no, and she's like, yeah, that's so sorry. You know, I always had a fancy. By the way, I kept your knives, and he's like, great, I'll be a barber again. And then he, like, pulls it out, and he's like, yes, at last my arm is complete that's again. such a good moment. And yeah. you're like, oh, shit, yeah. He's going to fuck some shit up. Yeah, like, and, uh, <laughs> so he's got to make a name for himself as a barber, so he finds Pirelli, who's a, who's a well-known barber, and he beats him so that people will be like, oh, this guy's a good barber. And then Pirelli's like, I recognize you. I'm going to blackmail you. So he kills him. 
And Mrs. Lovett's like, what the shit? He was going to blackmail me. Well, that's all right then. <laughs> um, and so that's how they inherit Toby, who's Pirelli's little helper. Um, along the way, he's this close to killing the judge. And then Anthony comes in like, I'm going to run away with Joanna. And the judge right is like... Right in front of the judge. Like, and the judge is like, yeah. I'm going to lock her away. And I'm never going to come to your place of business anymore, Sweeney. And Sweeney tells Anthony, get out. You ruined everything. I was going to kill the judge. Not that you know that because that's a secret. But God damn it, I was this close. And Anthony runs out. And then that's when Sweeney sings Epiphany where you watch him lose his mind. He's like... Fuck it. Fuck the world. Fuck everything. I'm just going to kill everybody. I was just going to kill the judge, but at this point, everybody, just everybody's dead. Who's that? You, sir? No one in the chair. Come on. Come on. Sweetie's waiting. I want you, bleeders. And and then Mrs. And Mrs. Lovett, yeah, well, what are you going to do about Pirelli? You killed him. I know. Let's bake some pies. <laughs> And then they have their wonderful song about all the pies. <laughs> and then it's act two. Business is booming. Um, Anthony finds Joanna in the madhouse. They Lovett got herself a fancy new hat. <laughs> she did get a fancy Her hat. whole, that first all outfit, it, yeah. that first costume she has in act two <laughs> is wonderful. And the low cleavage. She's all like sassy with her friends. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And Anthony finds Joanna in a madhouse, comes to Sweeney. Sweeney's like, we can get her out. And then he tricks the judge into coming. Meanwhile, Toby's like figured out Sweeney's a bad guy. So Mrs. Lovett locks him in the basement. The judge shows up. And so, no, first he kills the beetle. Yes, right. First he kills the beetle. And the beetle comes sliding down into the bakehouse. And Toby loses his mind. Um, Then the judge comes and he kills the judge. Yes, but little does he know that Joanna was hiding in there because uh, that's where Anthony said he'd bring her to hide. And she sees it. And then <gasps> Sweeney's about to kill her. Oh, wait. he And he kills the old woman, too, because she's in there. And he kills the old woman to get out. And then he kills the judge. Yeah. And yeah, then, yeah, yeah. That's and, very important. <laughs> and then he's chasing Joanna. And Mrs. Lovett is like, we got to do something about the shit downstairs. And No, she's screaming, die, die. So he's like, shit, I got to go downstairs because the judge wasn't dead. And then he goes downstairs and he discovers that the old woman was Lucy and you lied to me. And he throws Mrs. Lovett into the oven. And then Toby comes out and slits his throat. And holy shit, y'all, it's just like <laughs> blood everywhere. Etc. 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 And that's, just like that. Yeah, like seriously. And there's a spinning set piece that just goes everywhere. The spinning set piece is so freaking cool. Yeah, yeah. it is pretty great. Uh, they, I, they I basically keep wondering each... about the slide coming down from the chair. Like, that seems pretty steep. And it does. Like, is there just a mattress there that they just slide there down? There like, like, has to be <laughs> something. Yeah, because like, it's... <laughs> right? I was kind of wondering that, too. I was like, this seems unsafe. <laughs> like, I just can't be comfortable. I also wondered about the oven, like... How that was laid out when they push her into it. Like, there's, is there something back there? I was like, yeah, don't hurt her. She's a treasure. Yeah. yeah. She's a fucking national treasure. That's AJ Dam Lansbury. He's, Watch it. It was more of like a throw than like a push. Yeah. yeah. He's like, swoosh. <laughs> he's like, watch out for waltzing, y'all. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, I just, oh, it gives me chills. There's so much that I love about this show. Um, it was 1979 when it was first performed. Like, even earlier than I had remembered. Yeah. But and when this one was eight, 1980, is that what you said? Yeah, it was recording? like 1980, 81 was when they recorded it. 
um, it was on it was on tour, and so um, it's important to know like Harold Prince was the director, the producer director. Harold Prince, very famous, um, and Harold Prince actually co-produced the Pajama Game, which we were just talking about earlier right, tonight, um, and. So, and Harold Prince has won the most Tonys of anyone ever, I think. Like, eight Tonys for directing and eight Tonys for producing. Wow. Plus a few other ones. So, he's got, like, 21 Tonys. Like, it's, he's, he's just crazy. And he actually, like, produced Cabaret, I think. And the, hmm. But it was right after Cabaret that he he teamed up with Sondheim. And the two of them together were, like, they were a force to be reckoned with on Broadway. If those two were doing a show... Holy shit, it was just guaranteed to be a thing. And they so they did Company, Follies, a little night music, and then, then Sweeney Todd happened, and people were like, oh my god, <laughs> that just happened. So, and then funnily enough, after that, they did uh, Merrily We Roll Along, which was a huge flop, and there's a, hey, there's a documentary about that on Netflix, actually, you can, like a whole, like, this is the show we made. This is what we were trying to do. This was a horrible flop, and nobody expected it because they'd had such an amazing run for years. We were so good. Yeah, because yeah, they were so good. Um, but yeah, so there's a little... Best worst thing that ever could have happened. The best worst called. thing. I had yeah. to look that up. I was like, I know I, I, I'm familiar with the documentary. The best That's worst right. thing. We talked about that. Yeah. yeah. Best worst thing that could have happened. It's such a good documentary, too. It's really fascinating, and it's... Um, yeah, like when you know what the show was about, um, Merrily We Roll Along, and how they did it, you're like, yeah, there was no way that was going to succeed. <laughs> and yet, it's a show that has found its legs in the years following because it's such an interesting concept that, of course, everybody's like, yeah, but wait, that sounds super interesting. <laughs> I'm sort of fascinated. Right. And and also, it's like Sondheim's big flop, too. Like, So there's, I think there's probably a lot of draw to that of like, this is the one that... Kind of went off the rails. <laughs> Way off the rails. Way off the rails. But that's a whole different story. Right. We roll along We're going to have to get to that at some point. <laughs> um, but in terms of Sweeney Todd, like, I can't even handle how much good language there is in it. I love the roof that he says at the beginning. Um, there was a barber and his wife. She was young. She was beautiful. And he was naive <laughs> um, and in the beginning it's about he was naive that the judge would be so vile right and at the end he was naive because he trusted Mrs. Lovett yeah, yeah. like even then this man who was murdered God knows how many people <laughs> it's fucking naive He's and all he can do is just be like I killed my own wife because of you <laughs> well I love how even then she's still just like well I never said she was dead yeah. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I told you she I took mean, the poison. It's not but, my fault. She's not wrong. Right. I mean. would, you, would you have wanted her like that? No, you wouldn't have wanted her like that. Like, I did you a favor. She, she even says it. Like, I did you a favor, I did. So you're just like, oh my God, woman, what are you doing? Yeah. And, like, and Angela Lansbury didn't want the role. She. That's she, so nuts. They like. had to, um, Sondheim had to convince her. Um, that she had, that she does have the best role in the whole thing. Well, um, apparently what he. Like, when they were talking about the role, what keyed her into the role and convinced her was he, he said it's a very musical character. And 
Angela Lansbury started out doing music hall, and she was like, yeah, it's music hall, and it's not even just music hall, it's goofy music hall. And so, and apparently Harold Prince was so, like, distracted by the scenic design that he was putting together and all of that part that apparently um, Lynn Carew and Angela were kind of left on their own to discover their character. Like, even though he was the director, yeah, yeah, yeah. the two of them were kind of just working with each other and figuring it out for themselves. And so the two of them got to basically create their own characters and their relationship. And, like, these are two primo actors, like, just getting to just tear into it literally right. with their teeth. And that's what you get is is these actors like, this is what we came up with. It's like, thank God you left yeah. them alone. They're yeah. great. That's yeah. <laughs> great. Also, this is completely unrelated, but I love her hair. And this. Oh, like, yeah. I mean, everything about her character down to all of her costumes and everything is great. But the hair, she has these two cones sticking out of the side of her head with just curl, like one little strand of curls coming down out of them. And it just, it's Bink. so perfect. <laughs> well, and I mean, her first song... The her worst pies in London, it's hilarious. So yeah, hilarious. And then by the end of Act One, a little priest, and a little priest is just a tour de force. I need to listen to that about a billion more times because I only caught about half of it. And it's and even what I caught was great. Yeah, same. <laughs> like, that's a common refrain between Chris and I. We love so much about that song. Like anything that will launch us into it will get us going for about three minutes. Right. And we don't necessarily keep it all in the right order, but we don't care. <laughs> It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But all you have to do is go, What is that? And the other person's going to go, It's priest. Try a little priest. <laughs> is it really good? Sure, it's too good, at least. <laughs> uh, I mean... But you can only get it on Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How about general? With or without his privates? <laughs> With is extra. <laughs> it's just like, what are you saying? Um, way back when I was still teaching and stuff, I um, I was directing musicals for a high school. Musical. Musical <laughs> pictures. Um, I was directing musicals for a high school, and um, it sort of just came out as I was working with these high school students who I loved, that there were just a number of things that they didn't know because they didn't really have a theater class because their theater teacher literally had had a mental breakdown and had quit and they didn't have a theater teacher and all mm -hmm. they were getting was me directing their musicals. And I'm like, we're going to put together an evening of like scene work and, and uh, musical like pieces. Um, so we did scenes from famous plays and we did musical numbers from famous things. And I took two of the seniors and I gave them a little priest because nice. they didn't know Sweeney Todd at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, they killed it, by the way. They just absolutely killed it. But the two of them slowly discovering the song were like, what the hell <laughs> is this? And I'm like, yeah, this was written in 1979, y'all. Like, and they're like, I feel like it's maybe not okay. I'm like, 1979, guys. And it's like, it's 2005 now. No, it would have been like, yeah, like 2005. Yeah, something around there. 2004, right. 2005. I'm like, guys, it's been like 25 years. It, it's fine. <laughs> I feel like at this point, we all should have gotten used to this. Right. Yeah. Um, and I had another girl who did something from a chorus line where she was supposed to say shit. And I was asking, it was actually a mother of a student was the, the piano accompanist. And I was like, do you, think, do you think it'll be okay that she says 
shit in the show? Am I going to get a lot of blowback? She's like, no, that's fine. I'm more worried about a little priest. <laughs> that's very disturbing. And I'm like, oh, no, I'm going to fight for that one. That's okay. Yeah. You're like, that's, a, that's a battle I'll fucking fight any day. Cannibalism, super okay. Like, I'm on board always, for that. Yeah, always on board for that. Um, but, yeah, like, sometimes some of his best lyrics are in that. And so just such great music. It's really, really dense, though. Like, that's the mm-hmm. thing is, like, like I said, I need to listen to it about ten more times to try to get everything that's in it because it's just there's so much. Well, it's eighty percent sung through. It's yeah, been yeah, called yeah. an opera. Um, well, I was talking that song specifically, but yes, also the entire yeah. play is kind of the same way. It's just like there's so much, and it's also not being as familiar with it. There's times where I'm like, I don't know what the fuck anybody's saying. Yeah, but, the accents and the, <laughs> yeah, the new songs, everything. I mean, it was great. But a lot of, I, I mean, you're boat. able to infer everything you need from what's happening. Right. But it's just, again, it's so dense well, and, and, yeah. and everything. That there are times when the the female voices go so high, especially it's during just, the it ballad. It becomes like, noise. I, I have yeah. no idea. But that's kind of almost all it's supposed to be is this screeching. Right horror and right. I'm just like I don't know what you're saying but I get the feeling what you're trying <laughs> yeah, to communicate yeah, I feel the tension exactly. I don't need to hear the words necessarily I feel you <laughs> Joanna so let's talk for a moment about the judge how creepy is that judge so creepy okay did he like rape Joanna or is it just he was going up to present himself to her I mean it seemed it was seemed to be very heavily implied that that's that was uh, going what, on. What, the wife? The, the wife? No, 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 no. The, the, daughter. Gr- the daughter. When he goes up at the uh, the first early. time he goes up. I think he's been molesting her, yeah. Okay. I think that it's was a kind of the. I was like, I don't when he's, know. When he's commenting on her muslin. Yeah, like, how sweet you look yeah. at light muslin. Oh, it's so fucking creepy. Well, and it's one of the worst casting decisions of the movie is Alan Rickman as the judge because... Because I love him? <laughs> because he's attractive. It doesn't matter also how that. old he is. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. attractive right. and he's charismatic. He's not remotely creepy. Right. So you're like, Joanna girl, I kind of feel like, mm, maybe it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, have you considered that it's Alan Rickman? <laughs> like, like, honest to God, when I was watching the movie, I was like... This is not working for me story-wise because Alan Rickman's kind of working for me (laughs) female-wise. Like, mm. Right. Yeah, because he's so attractive. Absolutely. And he's just, I mean, this is the reason he spent most of his career as playing this type is because he's so charismatic that you're just like, yeah, okay, like. Yeah, you're Hans Gruber. Who gives a fuck? Like, sure, you're gonna murder people, but also you're still really charming. Yeah, and I'm like, still on board. I, I, I still, I still like you, Snape. And like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, and they didn't even Snape him up for the judge. They just right. let him right. be attractive. Like, I'm like, you could have made him up a little bit. He could have performed the hell out of it. But the way you left him looking, I'm like, no, he's not creepy enough. Right. This guy it makes your flesh crawl. Fucking oh, yeah. awesome. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he's, him and the Beatle are both just like, uh, you, you look at him like, they're yeah, a horrible I, pairing. Of I people. believe you are a pedophile. I do believe this yeah. about you. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It just really, yeah. That why Alan Rickman, why <laughs> it really doesn't. Well, work. and another compare, I mean, I loved in this, uh, Pirelli, I mean, just. 
Pirelli, oh, yeah. this guy, that guy is so good. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, the physicality, just, the, like, the, the design, like, you know, when he finally does drop the act and, and tries to blackmail, I mean, just, like, every, you know. Yeah, and and it's not that Sasha Baron Cohen does a bad job, but he's so busy being Sasha Baron yeah. Cohen. Right. Like, it's why I hated him in Les Mis. I'm like, you are not Tenardier, you are Sasha Baron Cohen all over the goddamn place. Right, yeah. Like I, and this is already a role that's supposed that is clearly supposed to be played very big. Yeah. Like because he's supposed to be a very theatric sort of character who's. I mean, he's a fucking snake oil salesman, mm-hmm. and uh, he's selling piss to put on people's heads. <laughs> uh, Smells like piss. Looks like piss. <laughs> <laughs> Must be piss. Don't get it on your shoe; it'll burn right through. <laughs> uh, the lyrics are so. They're smart. really good. Um, but he's, he's supposed to be played so big, but like as this character. And so when you, I think when you get somebody like Sasha Baron Cohen, who he only plays big, but in a very specific way, uh, that he's not able to adapt to like this Pirelli character who, I mean, other than Angela Lansbury, who is just miles ahead of everyone else, Pirelli's probably my favorite performance in, in it. He's... So, so good, and he's so funny, and he kind of just, like, comes out of nowhere. Because at first I was like, what's this kid doing? Or, like... Cause Selling it, his little elixir. Toby. Yeah, Toby. And then I was like... Then Pirelli comes out, and you're like, oh, this is where it's going to get good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and in the movie, Toby's played by a kid. Right. Which, again, bothered me. Like, no, I... That's a stupid choice. Because Toby is meant to be a mentally deficient character who right. is still very childlike and that that makes it worse. Yeah. In a way. Um and and I felt like in the movie they were kinda going for um whatever that little boy character is in Les Mis. They were trying to go for that sort of vibe and I'm like, not on board. I hate right. that character in Les Mis, by the way. I hate it even the in the stage version of Les Mis. I'm always <laughs> like, You can die now. <laughs> Get it over with. You, little boy, you're annoying. You're like, you're not sassy, you're just annoying. <laughs> Go away. Um, but <laughs> the worst prize in London, I was enjoying watching you, you guys giggle at all the lines. Like, yeah, yeah. I make them, but good? No. <laughs> oh, just spit it out on the floor. There's worse things than Boy, that. Boy, it's like all the way at the end, finally. She's like, you can spit it out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Here, Every... take this. You'll need it. Every line in that song is wonderful, and Angela Lansbury is just, I mean, I don't know how many times I can say how great she is, but, like, she sells every line so well, and she almost treats them as, like, throwaway kind of lines, too, as she's doing it, and she's so quick at it that, like, by the time you've got what she said, she's on to another thing. Yeah, I mean, it's (laughs) honestly my one criticism of what, what Sondheim wrote is... It go like every line's a winner. Yeah. But you're laughing at one and you miss the next three. Right. Because, like, I love all of her things about the cats. Like, you know, I've noticed something weird. Lately, all the pussy cats have disappeared. And then she's like, not to mention, those pussy cats are quick. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're like, gross. And then when we get back to a little free, she calls back to it. She's right. Like, Mrs. Mooney at her pie shop. Making pies with um, with pussycats and toast, and a pussy's good for maybe six or seven at the most. <laughs> and I'm sure they can't compare as far as taste. <laughs> um, also, I think one of my favorite uh, visual gags in it was, 
it, I mean, there's a line accompanying it too where she's like fresh supplies or whatever. Uh-huh. But as the guy walks up, this she's just put. It's right at the beginning of the second act. She's just uh, fed all the people at the table, and she turns the sign around. It's like uh, sold out. Sold yeah. out. And then uh, she sees the guy walking up the stairs, and she like flips the sign back around. <laughs> fresh supplies. Yeah. Hey-o. Oh, it's so great. Um, so you know, clearly, I'm. I love this show. There was a two. 2000, would have been like 2007, there was a revival mm-hmm. um, where they they greatly scaled down the orchestra and they actually had the actors playing the instruments. Hmm. And so they would do, so um, sometimes they'd be singing while they were playing, and mm-hmm. but often they would be just sitting on the stage playing along while other people were singing. So sometimes characters would play for other people, sometimes they'd play while they sang, and sometimes they would just sing. And it, um, and it, uh, people played more than one role. It was a reduced cast. Um, the and it was just, it was fascinating. It was just yeah, it was super a really way to... fascinating. But like, that was cool to watch, and why I wanted to see it. And we went and saw the Turin Company, me and Chris and a couple of our friends. Um, but the Mrs. Lovett and the Sweeney. Oh my God! I didn't think I could love anything more than I love George Hearn and Angela Lansbury. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, like, but I'm saying their performances were on par. Nice. When the Sweeney lost his mind in Epiphany, mm-hmm. I was like, Oh my! Like he, it was very like it wasn't like he did anything different, but he went just a notch farther. Where I was like. <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> but what made it extra creepy is during a little priest, he started groping Mrs. Lovett and grinding on her like he was getting sexually turned on at the idea of cannibalism, and it just made everybody that's, in the audience just shudder. Was oh, that's a choice. God, <laughs> bold choice. It was it was bold and it worked and it right. just made it like oh jeez <laughs> and then when mrs lovett does her by the sea i love that oh the way she does it's it it's so good and she's tripsing around la, 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 and he's la. just like blank the entire time <laughs> when they did it in that version mm-hmm. she's cleaning her instruments and her cooking utensils and uh, of the Blood, right? And right, right. like she's got like uh, these big screws and like saws and stuff, and she's cleaning blood off them, and there's bloody water dripping everywhere, and she's like using them to be like little fishes coming up and out of the water, <laughs> and it was so disturbing. I'm like, that's great. I never thought I could see anybody be crazier than Angela Lansbury, yeah. but you just did it, right? Good job, you. <laughs> wow, yeah, it was. Amazing. Oh, I, I would love for that to have been filmed. I would love to show that. I would love version. to see that. That would be great. As well. There's just... I. One of my great frustrations with Broadway is that they don't film performances. And they try to crack down on um, on people's bootlegs. Because uh, there's a thriving bootleg community of people who sneak cameras in. Right. Um, and they try to crack down on them and, and confiscate them when they can find them and take them down off of YouTube. And it, it just bothers me because people who love live theater, like, but I want to see it. Right. And not just... Especially like a performance like this. That's like, right? how is somebody born in the last 20 years going to ever see that? If not preserved some way. 
Yeah. You know, like it's not just about like selling the tickets today. It's 20 years down the road. Who's going to who's going to get to see Angela Lansbury give this yeah. fucking well, and performance? It's, it's the um, it's the iTunes like argument of like, yeah, but if you can if you can get it for free, like then why would you pay? It's like once iTunes, they figured out like people are willing to pay 99 cents just to have a song. Then suddenly music took off. It's like. If you broadcast more Broadway shows, more people would go to see Broadway shows because right. it would whet their appetite to see what it is live. Just because you've heard it once, just because you've seen it, doesn't mean you don't want to see it again. Right. And for people like me, I also want to see different people's take on the roles. Like, right. I don't just want to see the original Broadway cast. I then want to see the person, next person who comes in. What did you do with it? How did you handle it? Yeah, it won't be exactly you... not... Yeah, like, and you're going to do new things with it and find new bits and find new moments where I'm like, oh, that's like just like the Mrs. Lovett cleaning her instruments. Like, right. Oh, my goodness. I never thought I'd love anybody more than Angela Lansbury, but right there... I kind of love you. Yeah. Or seeing somebody other than David Diggs do. Right? <laughs> like, I'm super curious to see, like, how... How much they pale in comparison to him. Like, well, yeah. Like, how do you... How are you going to manage to be to as be much Jefferson, as... Jefferson, yeah. To be Jefferson and Lafayette. Because, damn, son. You got such a high bar. Oh, you got some big-ass... Big-ass hair to fill right. as well. His hair was... Glorious. So, um, okay, so I totally mani- monopolized that whole thing because... Like, no, go. I, I mean... I <laughs> the thing I was surprised about with this, you know, I mean, when you said that it was a recording of, you know, a stage version, I was expecting it to just be kind of like a static camera, you know, like someone had captured it from mm. their seat, kind of, you know, they even under have, the radar. Yeah, they even have... But it's like close-ups. where and there's someone, know, when the crowd's moving, like with Pirelli, there's... But it feels like there's a camera in that crowd. Clearly, yeah. some, there was a camera on stage. Yeah, yeah, there definitely was, and I mean, I was I wasn't expecting it, and was glad to have. I mean, I, it it would have been great anyways, but to be able to like really get up close and see how they were manipulating the the, and the stage elements and the facial. Yeah, I mean, like it was really it was really cool, like kind of surprise. I love watching George Hearn's face, like every once in a while when like he gets that smile, little sly yeah. little smile, and you're yeah. Like, Oh dear! Yeah, <laughs> something's about to happen. I'm entirely at your disposal, <laughs> and he's just so pleased with himself. Throws the hat. That may be yeah. one of my favorites. Is when he throws the hat down the chute after the guy. <laughs> <laughs> when the guy comes in with their kid, and he's like, "Shit, I've got to give him an actual shit." Yeah. <laughs> God damn it! Um, and note, like watching it this time, I it really became clear that when he's thinking about Joanna, like he's in his crazy fugue state. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. once he makes that break, cause he's, when he's slicing all those people and he's singing about Joanna, goodbye, Joanna, you're here, but you're gone and all that. And then like at the end, when he goes, when he's back to Joanna and you see that he goes off into La La Land when he's thinking about her. Right. I'm like, Oh, Joanna, like, Joanna's his crazy place. Right. Okay. <laughs> oh, so I, I appreciated the theme of that a little bit. I did think he was going to straight up murder her, though. He yeah. was. She just managed to get away. Yeah. And for a second, when she shows back up uh, in at the end, uh, I was like, 
wait, did he kill her? Or And I was like, no, she's there. Okay, cool. <laughs> when I love, like, he kills the judge, and he's like, aha, at last you can rest, my friend, my knife. But he's like, and he puts oh, wait, the knife nope. down. <laughs> and he's like, oh, shit, I got to kill Toby. I need my knife. <laughs> it's like, dude, you're not... You're going to just put your knife down and be like, yeah, I'm out. I'm done. What? No. Right. No, that's not how that's going to happen. <laughs> Mrs. Lovett, if nothing else, would be like, I need you to kill people. Yeah, we're not done. <laughs> I got some pies to make. <laughs> Fingernails and all. <laughs> I do really like that almost like almost the whole set is just that cube. Mm-hmm. There's much, a few yeah. catwalks and things they use. Stairways. There's the stairways. They they obviously have the huge oven that they bring in and out for whenever they're setting it down in the basement. But I like how economical it is in the way that like each side of that cube is a different setting. Mm-hmm. So and they can spin it during the middle of a scene to be like, oh well now we're in like her little parlor room and then now we're back in the basement, and then now, and I think that's so freaking cool and like so brilliant of a way to like stage that. Yeah. Um, and then there's little things like when the when the judge and the beetle are walking down the catwalk, and they have the stairs. They walk up, and then you see the guys come running and like grab it and pull it down, and they walk back down the same ones. Yeah. Like yeah. all They're of just that is moving just moving the stairs around. Like you walked up these, now you're gonna walk like anytime down. there was somebody. Holdings, uh, there's the other one where it's Joanna and, um... And Anthony. Singing. And Anthony in, like, her room or whatever. Oh, yeah, the on the couch. Sofa. And they're yeah. on the little sofa. And I was just watching the guys holding the, the thing in place. And then they spin it around. And I was like, oh, this is so cool. <laughs> like, anytime there were any of those guys, like, moving things, I was oh just, like, God. watching them. <laughs> you need to watch Hamilton because there's a whole lot of that really? in there. Of the chorus is moving the scenery the chorus is the scenery right like um i just love that sort of economical way of doing all of it it's it's so brilliant um hurricane the way they stage that with the chorus is amazing and then when um burr and hamilton are writing to each other um at the end yeah that right there (laughs) they're literally being the desk and moving back and forth no shit yeah oh that's so cool (laughs) it's it's really great um Oh, and there's and they're the bullet at one point, like they're walking the bullet slowly towards them. It's, really? Uh, it's okay. <laughs> like uh, I'm just saying, Hamilton, so good. Um, <laughs> final not, thoughts? Hot, not hot the- windy take. <laughs> Hamilton is good. Raspberry. <laughs> if you, if I, I you feel like that crops up pretty regularly. Yeah. Hamilton is good and fuck Tim Burton. Those are the two <laughs> things we've gotten from Wendy. Fuck tonight. you, Tim Burton. <laughs> fuck you, Tim Burton, for ruining such a great... Ah, And the people who are like, it wasn't that bad. I'm like, because you haven't seen it be good. Although yeah. Jenny, Jenny was like, it, no, I hate that movie. I don't want to watch it. Are you sure it's going to be better? And I'm Je- like, well, see, this is what you've done. You've scarred someone, Tim Burton. Yeah, we. so we've recorded two episodes today. This one wasn't initially intended to be one we were going to record. Um, and between recording the last episode and, and starting the next one, uh, Jenny had left, and we were deciding on what movie we wanted to watch when, when she left. And uh, Vinny texted... Uh, Jenny is Vinny's wife. We've mentioned her. She's actually been on, I guess, so I don't need to uh, do that much. In, <laughs> she is our, she's our constant silent partner. Yeah. You, honestly. <laughs> she's, she's in the room every time we record. <laughs> she's in, she's the, in room the room where it, where it happens. happens. Jazz hands! <laughs> uh, 
But anyway, so he's like, then he texts her and she's like, I may not come back. <laughs> I don't know if it's worth not, it. I would not show you something bad. <laughs> but uh, I think we were more all, than makes up for. I think we were all pretty presently surprised. Good. Yeah. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad. Like, I didn't hate, again, I didn't hate uh, the Tim Burton movie. Um, now I feel like I might <laughs> if I were to watch it again just because of how good this is. Like, I feel like I did hate it, and I definitely feel like that now. <laughs> <laughs> I retroactively hate yeah. it more. Like, well, but like when Anthony was singing I Feel You and he gets done, and Mike's like, holy shit, I didn't even know that song was good. Yeah, yeah well, that, there's a few songs like that that just like I remember kind of I mean, I don't remember the whole song, but like the Of Course I Feel You and stuff like that. Like as soon as he's singing it, like Oh yeah, I remember that from the movie, and I don't remember liking it. But holy shit, was it good this time? Ah, <laughs> uh, when he when he belts it out at the end, and he just fucking rips the birdcage in half, like, yeah. and he's like been throws singing it. it so tenderly, and then at the end he's just like, I feel you, <laughs> and you're just like, damn son, you get some passion going on. Yeah. <laughs> sing it to me, sing it to me. I feel you. Of course, real passion, that's Sweeney, with his knife. Huh. He loves those <laughs> knives. His friends. Right? Rest now, my friend. Ah, final thoughts. Final thoughts. Um, There's not really a great. dance number. But There's not really a dance number. As far as, like, my favorite song, though, it's definitely The Worst Pies in London. <laughs> uh, that one's so good. Um, and it's hard for me to really separate a lot of the songs because it is so sung through and there's so many, um, sort of repeated themes throughout it. So you have like the, I feel you, Joanna, and like, uh, and then the Ballad of Sunni Todd and like all of that comes back and comes back and comes back and is very important. But, uh, just for like a one, that may be the one song that I could actually, other than Epiphany that we've talked about, but like the Worst Pies in London is the one that's just like, it's so good. It just sticks in my memory, and everything about it's wonderful, and I'm definitely going to be listening to it on the way home. <laughs> Vinny? Hot take from Mike is that Angela Lansbury nailed it. Oh, yeah. The she's best. great. Nailed uh, it. Yeah. I've got a treat to show you guys before you head off. Before before you head off. Um, Are we going to watch Murder, She Wrote for a couple hours now? No. Um, well, I'll share it with the listeners. There is, if you search on YouTube for um, Angela Lansbury, Lynn Carew, Sweeney Todd, uh, and I think it's like anniversary performance. Um, you can see them do a concert version of it. Nice. And nice. it's charming as fuck. Like that's just like, and I don't want to ruin it, but just trust me, listeners, go looking for it. You'll find it. And it's I'll include it in the show notes on the webpage on the website too. So if you want to go looking on there too, you can. So Vinny, your favorite song, your favorite yeah, number? Yeah, I, uh, I mean, I have to agree with Mike. I think the uh, the worst pies in. Lo- I mean, it's such a great way to start, and it's. I mean, it's just Angela Lansbury. Just it's such a great introduction for her character, and I mean, just she kills it. And I mean, I agree. Like, it's hard to. She's just like yeah, over the place. Fun, and it's just it's quick, you know. And I certainly didn't catch it all. I definitely will need to go back and listen to it again to to really fully grasp all of it. But yeah, I mean, the whole thing is like we've said. I mean, it's it's the themes kind of blend together throughout it, so it's hard to pick one, and I feel like because of that, War Spies in London kind of sticks out, uh, not only because it's so early, but just because it is very much its own thing. 
and it's just it's just such a blast. And it's just so much fun. So, um, yeah, mine is a little priest. That's the last song of Act One. That one's just, really good too. Because I just I love the. Can you literally see her get the idea and the light bulb? <laughs> well, you know me. Bright ideas just pop into my head and I keep thinking. Mm. <laughs> and you're just like, and Sweetie, of course, is just checked out and she keeps being like, um, I got an idea here. What do you, hey. I will an say anytime idea. the two of them get to do a song opposite each other, because uh, that one's great. Is it By the Sea? Is that the mm-hmm. other one? That one's fucking great like they're just playing off each other so well and like even though he's pretty much catatonic through it he's still playing off of her energy in really interesting ways um even though he's just kind of sitting there blank um and letting her just kind of flit around him (laughs) i love watching it because you can see there are moments where he's He's a hair away from breaking. Yeah. Like, he's, he's trying, he's, like, keeping super focused because Angela Lansbury is being a goofy, goofy thing around him. She's, like, he, kissing his head and everything. And he's just like, don't, don't crack his, don't crack his smile. Yeah. Don't do it. I'm a professional. See, I didn't laugh. <laughs> I'm just like, I can see it. Like, maybe I'm reading too much into it, but I'm like, you look like you're about to crack your Mr. George Hearn. Um, so, Sweeney Todd, yeah. The actual the stage version. Um, yeah, a good version of it. Yeah. Um, much like Into the Woods, I also have a stage version of Into the Woods with the original cast. Oh, nice. Um, with Bernadette Peters <gasps> as the witch. Yes. Nice. And Joanna Gleason as the baker's wife. She's amazeballs. Amazeballs. So that'll be another one that we can do a little compare contrast eventually, too. <sighs> well, we'd have to watch that one and the movie because I've never seen either. So, oh yeah, that that would be a fun compare. Con- have you never seen? I've never seen okay. the movie either. We'll have to find like a Saturday and just watch we them back would to back. Watch the movie first because again, you start, you go up. Yeah. You want to go. That's good. Yeah, end on a high note. I like it better. Um, yeah, and like it's like I always feel like adapting a stage musical to a movie like is kind of like adapting a book to a movie like you have to take out so they take out so much they change so much that you have to accept that it's going to be different but a lot of times I'm like but just like with a movie to a book some a book to a movie sometimes you're like yeah but you missed the point right yeah like you 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 missed the reason why the book was so great um Chicago is one that like they nailed it it's like, so good. <laughs> Chicago, like there are there are ones where they took a stage play and they turned it into a movie and they nailed it. Like yes, you understood it, you made it its own thing. Um, Sweeney Todd, not one of those. No. <laughs> Fuck you, Tim Burton. <laughs> and that's what I got to say about that. I was like, I think that we should book into that. Yep. Our, our episode with just you saying "fuck you, Tim Burton." <laughs> Fuck you, Tim Burton. And so I have been one of your hosts, Wendy, joined as always by Mike and Vinny. And this has been... And our silent partner. And our silent partner, Jenny. And this has been Real Education. (laughs) The The Musical. Good night. Jazz Hands. A Real Education The Musical can be found on iTunes, Blueberry, and Google Play. Follow us on Facebook at Real Education Musical. On Twitter at Real Edu Musical. That's R-E-E-L-E-D-U. Or check out our website at realeducationmusical.com. New episodes on every Tuesday morning. We hope you enjoyed our film fixation. We'll see you next time on A Real Education.